Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Mraz. A happy Friday to you. It's the best of the DA show. Will Pat Boyle achieve that perfect bacon? Check it out now. Here's the best of Friday show. Also this morning on the show, Paul Tenorio is the Athletics National Soccer Reporter. We'll get the impact of Leo Messi coming to MLS in hour number three. This hour in 20 minutes, sound check it in 40 minutes. What is going on with the Vikings and Dalvin Cook? But well, we begin with game four of the NBA Finals and Heat fans waiting, hoping for Tyler Hero to come back and perhaps he can be a hero to split this series at two games apiece. Got bad news yesterday. Why are the Heat doctors holding Tyler Hero out of a game that they really got to have? Go down 3-1 and got to go back to Denver for game five. Could send, could send the Heat to a long off season. It is where we begin, your cold open. One thing I'm a little unclear of is he's been cleared apparently for contact workouts, but he hasn't been cleared can you sort of uh, elucidate a little on the difference between the two? Thank you. Yeah, this is just part of the process. You know, you have to go through stages. Um, first part of it was uh, just shooting, then movement, uh, then um, contact versus coaches, and then uh, the next level of contact uh, in practice. He has not been cleared for a game, uh, and he's still not cleared yet. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, it's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. So that was Eric Spolstra trying to explain how Tyler Hero is cleared for practice contact, but not cleared for game contact. And that's where we stand right now. The Miami Heat have been incredibly impressive and resilient getting this far without their second leading scorer. And... That this is not going to take away from this remarkable run as an eight seed all the way to the NBA Finals if they do indeed lose in five and Hero never plays. And how they got this far is that they've had guys step into the Tyler Hero void and much applause and much credit go to those guys. But it is much different for Tyler Hero to be out there, a first-round draft pick, an elite sharpshooter in this league, a guy that would be a big-time player on just about any team in the NBA. It's much different when he is not out there shooting threes versus hoping that the Max Struces, Duncan Robinsons, Gabe Vincents, and Caleb Martins are. 
because the fact of the matter is they've gotten this far, and I think that people have gotten a little sideways on, well, they shouldn't bring Tyler Hero back, or he might ruin the chemistry, or they don't need him. The fact is Hero averaged 20 points per game of the regular season and is a more consistent threat from the outside than any of those other guys because as great as they have been, they have regressed back to who they really are. Look no further than Max Struess. Struess has been a, a wonderful find for the Heat and a big-time player this postseason. In the two losses in this series to the Nuggets, Struess has shot one of 17. The fact is, because of how offensively gifted the Nuggets are, the Heat really desperately need Tyler Hero. Because, okay, maybe the rotation would be slightly different than it's been in the, the postseason without Hero, but you'd much rather, if those guys aren't hitting, go to Hero to take five to six three-pointers versus let's just let Max Drew shoot his way out of this, right? You'd much rather have Hero as an option there. And the thing that I don't understand is if he is cleared for contact but not cleared for the game, there is a protection of the hand. It is not an injury that is something that could linger with him throughout his career. It's not an ACL where if you re-aggravate it or re-tear it or something like that, he's out for a full year. It's a broken bone in his hand. If he does re-aggravate that, look, this is the offseason. This is the end of the year. And so he's going to have to take the entire summer off to, to rehabilitate, and that's fine. I, I think you would take your shot with Hero re-injuring his hand in the NBA Finals and then maybe not having him again until, you know, December. I don't think that's that big of a, a risk for the Heat. So while it has originally seemed like maybe the Heat were just playing coy with him, now it's the doctors should clear him because what's the risk in him re-injuring a broken bone in his hand? I mean, if he's now cleared for, for contact, I really think that there is no tomorrow. And if the Heat lose game four, that's really the end of the series. So it seems bizarre to me that the doctors would be ultra careful here with Hero. He should be allowed to play in game four. The Heat would certainly welcome it. And if they don't get him, you're relying on streaky Duncan Robinson and streaky Max Struess and undrafted guys that just aren't the same talent level as Hero in a must-win situation. This is really a must-win. It's not even got to have it. Because, again, down 3-1, I know that the Heat almost gave up a 3-0 series lead and lost a, a finals, a conference finals to the Celtics this offseason or this postseason. But I think 3-1, going back to Denver, we all know this thing is game, set, match. We'll see if he gets cleared, but right now the news does not look good for the Heat. 855-212-4CBS and on Twitter, DA on CBS. I'm going to do something that I've never done before right here, right now. I'm going to add college softball into the first segment of the morning. That's right. Whoa. I'm doing it. And I'm doing it because last night, Oklahoma put itself in a level of champion that 
not only may have never been seen for the softball world, they might be the greatest women's collegiate champion in any sport, and they have an argument they're the greatest champion either gender in any sport in college athletic history. Last night, the Sooners beat the Florida State Seminoles 3-1 to wrap up their third straight national championship. So right there, that's incredibly impressive. They, they've won three straight national championships. That's John Wooden UCLA type stuff. That's Pat Summit Tennessee Lady Vols type stuff. That's UConn women type stuff. But Oklahoma not only wrapped up their third consecutive championship, they did it by winning 53 games in a row. 53 games in a row. So that's, again, a level of domination that rare for any sport. Third straight title, and you do it by winning 53 consecutive games. But beyond that, I think there's a cultural item here, which is why I want to talk about it. I like the big picture items when it comes to this type of stuff. The Sooners, and we talked about this earlier in the week, have been getting flack around the softball world and from opponents for being too showy, too emotional, celebrating too much. And I'm not here to say that every college athlete should basically be doing Deion Sanders' high step into the end zone. I don't think we need the gritty on every infield single. But I wondered how much of this was about women getting a bit of the short end of the stick for being emotional. You know, in in male sports, the bravado, the showmanship, is par for the course. We kind of we align that type of stuff to winners. Oh, they, they carry themselves with a swagger. Nobody ever says there's a swagger and it's a bad thing because it's always aligned and assigned to men's sports. And I think that this Sooners team played with a swagger and an emotion and a celebration of themselves and the sport, and I don't think it was a bad thing. Yeah, they all huddled at at home plate after home runs. The entire team came out to, to home plate and celebrated. And pitchers after strikeouts or big outs pumped their fist and applauded their teammates. And yeah, after big hits and home runs, hitters would run around the bases screaming and pumping their fists and waving their arms. And from the dugout, yes, you, you had the Sooners teammates waving their hands and kind of in, encouraging their teammates with yelps and with cries and with screams. But I didn't think any of that was a bad thing. And I think, and I said this earlier in the week, that opponents that got bothered by that, it was more about that they're sick of this team winning so much. That when you have a dynasty and you've won three in a row, not only do you know you're getting your ass kicked, but you also have to watch them celebrate you getting your ass kicked and you're sick of it. And I understand that emotion, but I don't think the Sooners had to apologize for their celebrations. And I also don't think that the Sooners have to apologize for being who they were, which was perhaps the most dominant college sports team, male or female, we've ever seen. 
and last night was more of the same. They're just, they were just incredible. And they, they kind of, to me, went next level of cultural phenomenon and difference makers. And if that was a bunch of guys, I don't think they take the crap that they got. So move on the haters and game on for the Sooners. That was incredibly impressive. And the Sooners have three straight national championships and swept the Seminoles in the Women's College World Series. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. We appreciate you being with us on this Target Demo Friday. PGP is out as we break down a week where a lot of moving parts. Pete, the body, and I returned after our paternity leave. But Mraz then slid out, illness in the family, and then he himself. Boyle called his shot on Canadian bacon, and we prepare for the Bob's Bar Show. It's all part of this week's Permission Granted podcast, the podcast about the radio show, available fresh now, new, all places that you get your podcasts. We begin sound check with Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Is he already making excuses why this won't be a great season again for New England? Here he is. I liked our draft this year, and I hope that translates on the field. I know the guys are working very hard. I, I think we have the most difficult division in the NFL, the, uh, the, the best balance of teams from all, all the other three teams are good. So we'll have our challenges, but I'm I'm really hopeful about this team. Toughest division, all of football, greatest balance in any division. 
Look, the AFC East is really good, and they've added now Aaron Rodgers to the mix in the division. The Dolphins last year made the postseason. Let's see if Tua can stay healthy. The Buffalo Bills, obviously, are a very talented team. But let's not make it out to be that the AFC East is the NFC East from 1992. I mean, none of those teams have won a Super Bowl. None of those teams have been to a Super Bowl. And maybe the Patriots and maybe Robert Kraft already sending some messages for a soft landing for fans that expect championships. I'm just going to give you the decade before, the last decade of Tom Brady in New England, okay? 14 and 2, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 14 and 2, 13 and 3, 11 and 5, and 12 and 4. 12 and 4 was the last Tom Brady season. That was when they actually won the division but lost in the wild card round. Since he has left, 7 and 9, 10 and 7, 8 and 9. It's over. We have enough of a sample size here. And Bill O'Brien ain't saving that. It's over. And they know it. Here's Debo Samuel on his injury-plagued 2022 season. Here's Debo. How did you would you assess your season last year? Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. In what way? Every aspect. Debo, do you, you can sit on that a little bit? Like, what you just said, every aspect, but... Uh, did that leave a, a bitter taste in your mouth? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, me and Kyle had a long meeting the other day. We watched tape. Um, we talked about it. We put it behind us. And um, just going through the tape and just look how sluggish and, like, how bad it looked on tape. Um, like I said, uh, just reflecting on last offseason, it kind of played a big role in that. And I'll never put nothing like that back on tape again. I'll never put anything like that back on tape again. This is interesting because two years ago, 2021, he made his first Pro Bowl, was an All-Pro, had more than 1,400 yards receiving on 77 receptions. He added 365 yards on the ground at eight touchdowns, and all of those stats dropped quite dramatically. Last year, he went from 1,400 yards receiving to 600 yards receiving, 77 catches to... 56 catches, eight rushing touchdowns to three rushing touchdowns. But he was banged up, and his quarterbacks were in flux the entire year. He went from Trey Lance the first two weeks to Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy to Josh Johnson. I mean, you know, I would give him a break. I don't know if Debo is suggesting there that he was lethargic and he took off plays or he wasn't as committed as previous years. But for a uh, for a Niners team that ended up in the NFC Championship game again, that's a scary thought that Debo could go to a next level and they still made an NFC Championship game last year. Finally, here's a former 49ers assistant coach, Mike McDaniel, speaking of the AFC East. Dalvin Cook appears to be available, an excellent running back. And Dalvin made it a point to suggest he wouldn't mind going to the Dolphins. Here's McDaniel. March 3rd, 1983. Day I was born, right? Now we take a closer look at that date. And... That, in fact, was not yesterday. Okay, so um, uh, P. 
people that are on, people that are rumored to be um, tall, short, people that are rumored to be, um, you know, that's, you're not, you're not going to get this guy. I'm year two, okay? you got to love Mike McDaniel. <laughs> you got to love Mike McDaniel. Of course, he would love to have Dalvin Cook, I'm sure. Of course, Cook is an excellent, productive running back, and the Dolphins could certainly use him. But McDaniel's not going to be caught tampering, saying anything about a guy that's not in his team yet, maybe subject to a fine, or maybe talking openly about a guy that they won't get. So instead of just saying like a traditional NFL coach, hey, can't talk about a player that's not on my team or don't really want to go there or he's a great player, but we'll have to see. Instead, McDaniel goes down the road of here's my birthday and I was it wasn't yesterday and you're not going to get me. And that's why you have to love Mike McDaniel. And that is your sound check. Merez, what is more... What has more anticipation today? What are you more excited about? Having Badlands Booker join us on the show to talk about Bob's Bar or the anticipation rising for Pat Boyle's potential greatest Canadian bacon ever? I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was begrudgingly angry late last night knowing that Pat Boyle called his shot, pointed to the fence like Babe Ruth, and got... You know, I'm not going to spoil his bacon, but an epic and perhaps the best Stanley Cup final game we will get from the Stanley Cup final. So, while I'm so much looking forward to Badlands, I'm almost hate looking forward to Boyle because I have a bad feeling for me that he is going to absolutely crush his situation today. Yeah, Boyle's going to have the update here, so you'll hear all the details about Game 3, but the Panthers... What did we consider that one? Was that was a gotta have it or no? It was only a game three. No, that I mean that was beyond that was a can't lose. That, that was a can't lose. That was a can't you can't lose and go down three oh, especially at home. Um, so they, they couldn't lose, they didn't lose, and now they've put themselves back in a situation where it's it's a nice to have it game four transitioning, probably to still a gotta have it game four. Yeah, I don't think you want to go down three one and then have to go win three straight. Two of them in Vegas. Exactly. So maybe it's just a gotta have it, not a gotta gotta have it, you know? What's the difference there? Well, a gotta gotta have it's just another way of saying must win, but it's just a gotta have it. Mm. Yeah, I hope everybody's keeping up with this. Now, down 3-0 in the NBA playoffs, nobody's ever done it. Down 3-0 in the Stanley Cup playoffs, people have done it. Three teams, teams, I believe, yes. Yeah, so it's not... That's the thing. You know, that's why it wasn't necessarily a must-win last night. It was a can't-lose. <laughs> so there's a difference there. A slight difference. Slight difference. Boyle earlier this week after his Game 2 Canadian Bacon said, I need redemption, and if you give it to me, if you guys, if the gods of bacon grant me another shot, I will deliver the greatest Canadian bacon ever. Before we get to headlines, Pat Boyle, I just want to know... Do you feel like that was maybe a little bit too much? That you could have guaranteed a redemption bacon, but it didn't have to be the greatest Canadian bacon ever told? Uh, no, I don't think it was too much, DA. Good morning, by the way. And um, <laughs> No, I, I, I think I know what I'm capable of. I know the weapons that I have in the tool bag, and uh, it's time to bring it. So I know that if I'm capable of bringing my best Canadian bacon, then I'm confident that, would it, be, that it would be the best Canadian bacon ever. Okay. 
and you, and you feel good. I mean, last night you got yourself a game that couldn't have been any more dramatic than that. No, no, yes, I, I called the shot, and uh, like Mraz just said, happened to get a fantastic game. So I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay. Perhaps the greatest Canadian bacon ever told is coming your way in hour number four. But right now we have headlines with Mr. Pat Boyle. Yes, good morning. And I will have a masterpiece of puns, rhymes, and greatness for you less than three hours from now. But we begin with game three of the Stanley Cup final, and the Florida Panthers are on the board. Matthew Kachuk tied the game with less than three minutes left. Then Carter Verhage won it in overtime as the Panthers rallied to beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 in OT last night in Sunrise. After Sergei Bobrovsky was yanked early in Game 2, he stepped up and carried the Panthers with the only two goals he allowed coming on Vegas power plays. He made 25 saves and afterwards spoke about how he was able to rebound from last game. It is what it is, you know. I, I, I only can control the things that I can control. And, uh, yeah, you're trying to... to, to to give your best, and uh, it's, sometimes it's happening, so it's, it's it's okay as long as you stay mentally and the series go on. And uh, tonight is a big win for us. Vegas still leads the series two games to one. Game four back in Sunrise tomorrow night. You mentioned it earlier, but I this mean time. the drop the drama last night. So the Panthers trailed two one with two and a half minutes to play. They pulled Bobrovsky for the extra skater, tied things up with two minutes to play. Yeah, with Kachuk. With Kachuk who's been scoring all of the overtime goals for them. Then they had to kill off a power play in overtime, and they've been disastrous with their special teams throughout the playoffs, and so it looked like, oh, great, here we go. Vegas is going to score the game winner in overtime because of a questionable penalty. And then, of all the things, the Panthers kill off the penalty, which they've been unable to do, and then right after that, go back down the ice, Boom, punch it in, and they've got a 3-2 win in overtime and their first win of the Stanley Cup final. Vamos Gatos! Here goes the Cats! Yeah, so wow. I guess I got to take that out of the script now. How about that? <laughs> DA says, screw watching multiplicity last night. I'm in on the cup. Wait, were you going to say that in this update? No, no. Oh, no. you were going to? Okay, yeah. I was Talk. just I was joking around saying you took a Vamos Gatos out of Canadian bacon, but I wasn't going to use that. Oh, yeah, that's their kind of their that, that's their slogan here. Game three last night, Stanley Cup final goes to the Florida Panthers in dramatic fashion. Great job by the Panthers making this a series. They played their tails off. They got absolutely stomped in the first two games in Vegas. Looked like they couldn't keep up. Speed and depth of weaponry for the Knights just overwhelmed them. Bobrovsky was terrible and net both nights. And instead, last night, Bobrovsky was very good but they still needed a late comeback. Down a goal with two minutes to play. They pulled Bobrovsky for the extra skater. They score to tie things up, go to overtime. Then they draw a penalty and have to penalty kill for two minutes in overtime. The Florida Panthers' penalty kill has been a disaster the entire postseason, so everybody assumes they give up the game-winning goal here. They're down 3-0, series over. Instead, they kill it off and then score even strength 3-2 overtime winner and the cats have life it's now 2-1 vegas golden knight so nice job by the florida panthers last night at home in front of a very raucous south florida building and good times in south florida as the miami heater at home for a game four although they got to win this game for the nba finals panthers hosting the stanley cup final Messi coming to Inter-Miami and MLS. The Marlins may have a 400 hitter. 
Shockingly, Miami has a lot of good stuff going on. And the Dolphins, do they land Dalvin Cook this weekend? Pretty interesting. The full house meme is up for today's Target Demo Friday. And I asked the question where you are, how you're listening, and preference, Uncle Jesse or Uncle Joey. That opened up my eyes with a tweet that I just got, which I will get to here momentarily because I might have been living a lie. But a week from today first is what we talk about from Bob's Bar, the third annual Bob's Bar show. And last year, we had a mountain of a man chugging hot coffee, crushing Entenmann donuts, and putting on the display like no other because that's who he is. He's a legend here on the DA show, and he will return to the premises, the site of Bob's Bar, annual, third annual, a week from today. Joining us this morning on the show is our friend, the iconic Badlands Booker. Badlands, good morning. Hey, DA, what's going on? How you been? I've been great, and I can't wait to see you next week. I just want to say thank you from me, from the show, and from all the listeners for being so flexible and jumping on board to do the show again from Bob's Bar next next week, man. We're all so thankful for it. Oh, no, nah, thanks for having me. I mean, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome time. You know, I had so much fun last year. Looking forward to next Friday, and, um, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I'm going to now spell out for you what we need you to do, okay? Okay. Uh, first part is Mraz lost a bet. And so he, Uh-oh. yeah, you, you have to, you have to dig into your inner, your inner belly, the deepest recesses mm. of your belly, and you need to belch two inches from his face. The biggest belch you've ever got. You've got to belch in his face after pounding coffee and donuts. Is that, can you do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, poor Marez. Oh my gosh! You know, maybe we'll break the record. I have a nine-second record on you on my YouTube channel. So, oh, oh, okay, nine-second belch. How do you get to nine seconds? What's the beverage that you need? Um, well, that time I, I used Diet Coke. You know, I, I just uh, yeah, I just had the two-liter Diet Coke. Right, I tried to finish it. You know, but. But you know, I, I got I got halfway, and then you know the carbonation, the buildup was just too much, and it was just like you you know I was just like you, you know a superhero, you know, saying you know how like how like um you know the X Men you know Cyclops has his like you know plat you know like like you know his 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 like eye rays or or Iron Man has his repulsor rays, you know I just open yeah. my mouth and just let the burps go, you know it's crazy. <laughs> Okay, so should we provide you a two-liter of Diet Coke so that you have a nine-second burp or just maybe, you know, a really long burp in his face? Yeah, yeah, I'm down, I'm down. All right, we can provide that. And just so you know, because you're basically Mraz's childhood hero, as bad as it sounds for other people, I think he's actually going to enjoy it. I think he's actually really (laughs) excited about you to burp in his face. Uh, It's going to be real hot. (laughs) I was excited for it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. It's going to be like the spray zone at the hot dog contest. It's the best place to be until it's not, but it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. (laughs) 
the next part is after you belch in his face, part of losing this bet is we will provide you a thick kielbasa. You then need to slap Merez in the face with the kielbasa. Can you do that? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> he's gonna be—he's gonna be dressed up in his oldest underwear, and he's gonna be wearing his oldest New Jersey Nets basketball jersey. And then you're gonna have to oh. slap him in the face with a kielbasa, and then we're gonna throw him into the pool, and that is going to kick off summer officially. And the bagpipes are gonna ring out, and then we are going mm-hmm. to ring in the summer. So we need you to belch in his face, then slap him with a kielbasa. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is there any request? You know, celebrities have riders when they appear at shows, concerts, you know, things like this where they say, okay, if I'm going to show up, I need X, Y, and Z, green M&Ms, or I need, you know, a, a sheet cake or something. Is there anything that you need from us to appear? No. I I just need you to let me in the Bob's bar, and I'll be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What in terms of breakfast or lunch? If we have like burgers going, Bob's gonna have the skillet going. He might do breakfast burritos or breakfast tacos, yeah. sandos. He might do burgers. Is there anything specific that that you'd like? Nah, it's dealer's choice. I'm an omnivore, you know. We you know whatever <laughs> whatever he's cooking on the Blackstone Grill. I'm I'm ready to eat. Mraz, do you think Bob is going to be doing breakfast sandwiches or burgers? I think probably more breakfast. I think a lot of eggs will be going like crazy. There'll probably Mm -hmm. be some pancakes as well, Badlands. You know, blueberries, Mm -hmm. chocolate chips, whatever works for you, pal, will make it work. Bob will be more than happy. All right, all right. You know, I'll I'll bring my appetite as well. We'll always bring my appetite, so, you know, it's all good. (laughs) Now, let me just ask you, is there any signature breakfast item from you, Badlands, that you really like or a weird combination or something that we can make and and then serve it to everybody else? Like, this is the Badlands signature breakfast sandwich or something on the griddle? Well, you know, know, since I'm a New Yorker, you know, I I like the, you know, the, you know, the, um, the sauce, egg, and cheese with salt, pepper, and ketchup. You know, that's that's my thing, you know, every morning. Sausage, egg, and cheese. Okay. And then yes. is that on a bagel or is that an English muffin? Is that on a I, roll? I, I like it. I like it on the on the roll. Okay. So like a bulky mm-hmm. roll. Okay. Yeah, like a Kaiser roll. Yeah. A Kaiser roll. Sausage, egg, cheese, and a Kaiser roll. Okay, we can mm-hmm. do that. We can do that for you. Mm-hmm. All right, well, All right. yeah, I just want to say thank you again. Can't wait to see you, and I know the audience is really fired up to take photos with you and say hello and meet you, and you've always been really great to all of us and our listeners. Last year was so much fun, so can't wait to see you next Friday. No doubt. I, I, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to get on the show and for us to have fun. It's going to be a good time next uh, next Friday. It's going to be awesome. Badlands Booker, the Baron of Belt, joining us this morning on the show. See you next <laughs> Friday, buddy. All right, now. All right, okay. see you then. Badlands Booker. All right. So this is big. He has a nine-second belch on record. Nine-second belch on record. And it's going to be hot, as he says. It's, be- <laughs> it's, it's gross. Like that, that was the thing I was looking forward to. Now I think that actually is the punishment, the gross nine-second burp after a two-liter of Diet Pepsi. Why suddenly did you go from loving that idea to well, hating it? Well, because I when I pictured Belch, I knew it would be like loud. But now I'm thinking about the length and like the gurgly soda. And also the man, I'm pretty sure <laughs> we didn't ask a follow-up. Did he say he has that egg sandwich every morning? <laughs> Yeah. So that might be on the ride in before he even gets the Bob's breakfast. (laughs) Right, right.
Okay, so maybe we can have Bob create a signature Badlands sandwich Ooh. for everybody. Call where, it the Booker. Yeah, the Booker or the Badlands. And it's um, sausage, egg, cheese on a roll. That's a big sandwich. Maybe a little ketchup on that, like you said. And uh, and away we go. And and served with a can of Diet Coke. Yeah, and have some Diet Coke on That's the, the Booker. That's the breakfast. That's the Booker. <laughs> go up to that the griddle and order the Booker. I love it. Badlands is the best. Is he not the best? You know, sometimes they say never meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. <laughs> but Mraz, for Badlands, he's even better than advertised. Yeah, and I want to take us back to DA when we made the parameters of this bet and, and saying that we'll have Badlands do this. I want to remind everybody that we didn't ask Badlands no, before we agreed to the confirmed. bet. It was just we are so confident in our relationship with him and the type of person he is that, yeah, sure, slap Mraz in the face with a kielbasa, burp in his face, he'll be down, and well, lo and behold, you hear it's a week out. He's looking forward to it. Yeah, and he's giggling with everything, and the kielbasa is making him laugh. He's just amazing. And so if you're going to show up to Bob's bar, I mandate you to take a picture with Badlands so that uh, you can bring it home, you can post it on social media, show your friends and family, because he is enormous, <laughs> he's jolly, he's accomplished, he's amazing. He's just amazing in every way. And I think we have the potential for one of the most viral photos of all time at, at Bob's bar next week. Aren't you so curious of seeing a, a next-to picture of Katie Linendahl and Badlands Booker? <laughs> oh, wow. You're right. You know, it's going to be like one of those when all of a sudden Yao Ming is next to somebody. <laughs> right. It's like maybe, Yao Ming and Muggsy Bones. Right. Maybe perhaps our tiniest in stature in-studio guest versus our largest in stature in-studio guest on the same premises at the same time is going to be an amazing photo. Badlands is going to make Katie look like a cabbage patch doll. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, you know man. we go back to last year. The guy, I just have to keep saying this. The guy drank a whole box of Cup of Joe. Yes, Hot. a whole box. And nobody asked him to either. Right. No, it wasn't part of a competition. He just did it. Yeah, for those that don't know, that, that was Duncan, right? Or was that? Yeah, no, was yeah, Duncan. so it was Dunkin' Donuts' box of Joe. It's like, right. a, I think it's 12 cups worth in a box. So it comes in like a cardboard box with a handle, and you're supposed to bring it to work or bring it to right. school or bring it to a gathering, uh, you know, a PTA meeting. He right. already has a cup. He brought his own box of coffee. We had Entenmann Donuts. I think Bogish actually brought two boxes. I think it was Bogish oh, that brought okay. it. And he took the entire box of hot, scalding coffee and chugged it. He chugged a box of coffee. Yeah, to this day, the locals around Bob's Bar are still most amazed at that. I mean, it, it has been the thing most talked about. Could you believe you were in the house when Badlands chugged a box of Joe? Seriously. Really. It's like, can you believe we were there when Nolan Ryan beat right. up Robin Ventura? Or going it's to like a, one of those, I yeah. always remember where I was. Well, like you go to a hockey game, you see a goalie score on the empty net. You just, yeah. You'll never forget the night. <laughs> I can't wait. A week from Friday is the Bob's Bar Show. You got to be there. I cannot wait for this whole, the whole bit. Let me just bring you this tweet, and then we're going to get to Stun 2 News next segment. But I got this tweet, and it really took me back, aback, because I tweeted out 
the Target Demo Friday meme. Yesterday, we were trying to sing the Family Matters theme song because, of course, and we kept stumbling into the Full House theme song. So Cap did a genius meme today where it's us with the Full House crew and the, the cast and their house behind us. And I wrote, you know, hashtag or let us know where you are and how you're listening and Uncle Jesse or Uncle Joey. And L to the OG tweeted me, Joey Gladstone was not their uncle, and he was never called Uncle Joey. Huh? And if this is true, I've been living a lie. Is that true? Joey Gladstone, played by Dave Coulier, cut it out, was never called Uncle Joey? How is that possible? I've heard him in interviews refer to himself as Uncle Joey. I, I don't know. I don't know if he was called Uncle Joey on the show, but he, he was. Technically, he was a family friend on the show. Now, you're exactly right about that, Pete, and I knew that. I knew that Jesse and Danny Tanner, played mm. by Bob Saget, both those guys are brothers in the show, right? Brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. the brother-in-law. Yes, Jesse was the— Oh, yeah, right. Right. Joey His was— late wife's brother. And I was going to say, he was referred to as Uncle Joey three times uh, in episodes 143, 170, and 184. Cap brings this up from Wikipedia that Joey Gladstone is Danny Tanner's childhood best friend and Jesse Katsopoulos's adult best friend. So he was Uncle Jesse's best friend as an adult, but he was not an uncle. But even though he wasn't an uncle, did they just call him Joey? I mean, I feel like I remember the Olsen twins calling him Uncle Joey. Well, it says the girls themselves never called him Uncle Joey. It was Jesse's twins that called him Uncle Joey in those three episodes. So the girls never, but it could be one of those things, DA, where it's just like, hey, you, like maybe they never called him anything. You know, you ever have those people in life that you never actually refer to what they are? <laughs> well, What's yes. Up? How are you? Yes. What's up, man? Well, no, beyond that's a little bit more informal, but my, you know, my quote, Aunt Kathy, who's my, my yes. hairstylist. Legend. You've, you've met at the birth DA and she loves her rum. She loves her cigars. She's just the best. She's a, a an Italian girl from the Lower East Side and she's just the best. She's amazing. I call her my Aunt Kathy, but she's not related. She's just one of my mom's best friends from growing up. So I it, I guess it could be like that. Like you call Uncle Joey your Uncle Joey, but he's not really an uncle. But I always thought that he was referred to as Uncle Joey on the show. That's where I feel like I've been living a lie. I, I knew he wasn't an uncle, but I thought he was always called Uncle Joey. We could be splitting hairs, and I really don't want to have to go back and rewatch. But it's saying the girls never uttered those words that the twins did. But um. Uh, Who's Bob Saget's character and what's his name? Danny. Danny Tanner. Danny might have referred to him as your uncle at some point. This is only referring to the way the girls referred to him. You know what I mean? In conversations with them. <laughs> like, I'm sure those conversations happen to the show where, you know, Uncle Joey's downstairs doing the cut it out thing again. <laughs> Unless everybody just called him Joey? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to defer to Pete the body here. Do you feel like, Pete, he was never called Uncle Joey? I, I thought I heard it a couple times, but not not all the time. I remember Uncle Jesse a lot, but I never I never, I never, never really paid attention enough to know what he was being called. I, you know, it was just really more we knew him as Joey or Uncle Joey. I mean, DA, you're the one up right now from midnight to three. You're going to have to do this research, I think. I think you're, right. you're, you're going to yes. start from season one and work your way up. <laughs> you yeah. come back to us in two weeks with a report. I'm going to have to tally every <laughs> reference of both uncles from every episode for seven seasons and then the reboot. And no, and no commercials, so that's, so that's okay. You'll be able to uh, get through that pretty much in about maybe uh, four weeks or so. Pete, when you watched Family Matters, what streaming platform was that on? 
I believe that was um, that was uh, Amazon Prime. Okay, they all kind of run together. Do we know what Full House is on? Because Fuller House was Netflix, wasn't it? I think I think it is Netflix. Yeah, I think it is. Okay, but I'm not sure. Netflix. One of those. I I can't. No more password sharing. I don't have my mother-in-law's account anymore, so I can't go back. No, you don't have Netflix anymore. No, I was hacking my mother-in-law's, so I'm out. I never needed Disney Plus because I didn't have any children. Now with AJ here, I feel like I got to sign up for Disney Plus yeah. like within the year. Oh, dude, believe me, you're gonna learn every Mickey character real quick. Get ready. I know. There's gonna be a lot of Disney in my life. <laughs> You'll learn and about. I'll be then. I'll be the one debating. Is Goofy a dog or a cat? <laughs> <laughs> you also learn about a character named Blippy. Yeah, the, the infamous Blip. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games. God, we're having a good time. Having a good time. We crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a hockey, you know. It's only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show. Perhaps the most anticipated Canadian bacon ever. Earlier in the week after game two, Pat knew he had more to give. He said, if you give me another shot, I guarantee you the greatest Canadian bacon ever. Today is that day. Pat Boyle, take it away. All right, gentlemen, game three in Sunrise last night. The Panthers were trying trying to avoid a catastrophe of going down three games to none. Whether it was a must win or a can't lose or a gotta gotta have it, the Panthers needed a pretty historic performance last night. They got the start they needed. Brandon Montour skated the contours of the ice and went top shelf where Mama keeps the catnip. He let it rip. Aiden Hill let it slip. Panthers me out first, one nothing. But the Panthers' discipline has been lacking all postseason long. 
and they put themselves into the cat's cradle towards the end of the first period. Anthony Duclair should be declawed after he went into the box for tripping. And on the Vegas power play, Mark Stone was high on life and smoking on that Florida pack. He blazed one past Bobrovsky to tie the game at one. Florida was pussyfooting their way through the second period with a, not a lot of energy. And then another penalty sent Vegas to the power play where they cashed in once again. Jonathan Marcheseau reaped what he sowed with a goal on the man advantage. Golden Knights in front 2-1. to one. Then, one of the best finishes to a Stanley Cup final game in recent history. Final five minutes. Panthers still down a goal. Matthew Kachuk almost had no luck of returning to the game earlier on after taking a huge hit. But he cleared concussion protocol. And when Paul Maurice pulled Sergei Bobrovsky, leaving the net gaping, the Cats needed a miracle. But Matthew Kachuk went through the slot, took the puck, and made his buck. Fred Howden guides it to neutralize. Panthers back from left to right. In comes Bennett. Delays at the right point. Into the slot. A drive. Score! Carter Verhage in overtime. Florida wins game three. And that is the wrong clip. And that's the wrong clip. That's the wrong clip, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, that was supposed to be the game-tying goal. Yep. Oh, wow. All right, well, we are going to trudge on through here. So, game-tied at two, final 11 seconds, and Gustav Forsling makes a massive mistake tripping up Chandler Stevenson. Panthers fans thought it should have been a no-call. They had to kill off a penalty going into OT, which they did, and then in overtime, moments later... Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy. I played the clip before, but here's Verhage. Fred Howden guides it to neutralize. Panthers back from left to right. In comes Bennett. Delays at the right point. Into the slot. A drive. Score! Carter Verhage in overtime. Florida wins game three. The Florida Panthers... I can't, I can't believe that. The Florida Panthers... Come from behind with one of the greatest comebacks in Stanley Cup final history. They take game three by a score of three to two in overtime. And they're back in this series as game four tomorrow night and sunrise. And damn it, that is your Canadian bacon. That clip just ruined everything. Playing the wrong clip. Okay. Uh, okay, so Pete, give me the oinks. <laughs> Two and two seven five. Two seven five. Okay, so let me just ask you this, Pat. Aside from playing what was the game winning goal when you were trying to set up the game tying goal at the end of regulation, was there a song that you were gonna weave in there? There was. So you made you made a, a mistake here, and that's not that you played the wrong clip. You could have powered through. It might not have been a five. You probably would have had four, five at best, but just playing the wrong clip did not entirely sink the bacon. The writing was obviously very good early. The catastrophe was solid. Where Mama keeps the catnip was very good. I thought the Duclair could be declawed very good. I always like when you play the stoner role, smoking that Florida pack. 
The Kachuk line was very good. Kachuk needed luck, took the puck, made his buck. All that's really good. And then you play the wrong clip, which if you would have just spun out and been like, that's actually the game winner, but let's pick it up from there and finished, I think you could have had a four or five. It wouldn't have been a five. It wouldn't have been the greatest bacon ever. But you still could have delivered, but you really let it rattle yourself, and it just totally, you self-combusted from there. Yeah, I had two more songs. I had some other puns in there. I, I totally ditched the script. I tanked. I tanked the game. This is why I should have let Bilotti play the clips. Took it upon myself, tried to be a hero, played the wrong clip, and I said the hell with it. I'm tanking the rest of this this Canadian bacon. I'm not finishing it. Forget the the other two songs I had. Forget the performance the charades I had planned here, done. Why did you decide to do that? I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, so w- was it just like emotion? You were frustrated. You built this up, and then you had let yourself down, and so you just couldn't go on, or did you purposely tank it to hold on to good content so that you didn't blow it here? Maybe a little bit of both. But, I mean, I can't ask I can't ask for another shot of redemption after this. That That's – yeah, this is all time – this is an all-time pathetic display. That's why this is disappointing. I, I wanted to hear the songs. I wanted to hear everything you got. And instead it was like you had a three-run lead and then you gave up a two-run jack and then suddenly you just melted down and then it spiraled into a, a seven-run inning. Hmm. <laughs> What's I the got, I got I got what, nothing. Uh, what is that? I Well, I mean, if I may play the role of bogish in this yes, now, DA. Um, there's a guy who works on the show, Mraz, who's been doing Canadian bacon for a long time. And he has uttered over and over again, when Pat has to start doing this over and over again, he's going to run into trouble. Same players constantly at the end. Same, you know, trying to come up with new puns. You know, maybe getting killed for the reusing. And then that's, the mis- not why, that's not why this was bad, though. Well, that's but hold, why. hold on. First hold of on. all, I mean, we could grade down the stone thing. He's going back to the well, the well, the well. Um, how many times Smoking we got to that Florida pack? How many times we got to keep rhyming with Kachuk? But then, you know, you just get lost. You put too much pressure on yourself. Like I, I constantly would tell Pete, "There's going to be a good one. It's going to be good one." He's told us for multiple days. He's gone out of his way to text me. He didn't even have a post game clip. I mean, this is the most important game of Stanley. It's game three that goes to overtime. We don't even have a post game clip ready to go. He abandons the script. Uh, he can't power through. I mean, I've had those problems where they become hysterical. But you know what? I get graded down. I think the pressure and the constant having to do it has caught up with Pat. The shine has worn off, and I believe this to be the lowest score of the entire postseason, and it comes at perhaps the biggest moment of the biggest game that we needed to do for Canadian Bacon in the postseason. And this is the last time Pat's doing this this season. I'm back next week. This is how Pat will be remembered. Well, I don't think he got exposed by doing it too much. I think he couldn't keep it together. Have he just played the wrong clip but picked it up from there and finished? It wouldn't have been a five, but it, it could have been a great bacon. Right. But that was the thing. It was just he let his emotions get the best of him. That's not being. That's not because he's yeah, done it I, too many times. I mean, we got six minutes of word throw up, and all we got played was one highlight twice. That's like having a flat tire and not fixing it, but just puncturing the other three tires. I, I just, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed, DA. <laughs> Pete. Yes. Take it from here. What what, would you think? No, it's. uh, I was always told in this business that it's about recovery, not about execution. 
<laughs> I would hope it's somewhat about execution. Well, it is, but but the point is, you got to be on your toes even more so when you recover than you are during the actual first part of the execution. And that was a perfect spot, and he did it with the song. That was the perfect spot to get off of it. Right, because he, he got into the call me maybe. Right. Use yep. it to his advantage. Yeah, that's true. You In that, you said, I played the clip already, or I, I played the clip before, but something, something Verhage. Right. right. And he wasn't even sing songing. He was, just read it sullenly. If you sang that, he would have been back on track. I think it would have been, it would have uh, led to um, right. maybe a little bit higher score. Not the five, but it would have led to a higher score. But imagine he actually used the slip up to vault himself into right. a five. Like, wow, can you believe he's using the mistake on the fly? And, wow, he just let himself, he just let the emotion get the best of him. He, he went Antonio Brown. Yeah, this, this, one, this one avalanched. And I, I got no words. I played the wrong clip, and I blacked out. I blacked out. <laughs> King no more is what's trending on Twitter. <laughs> No more trending. <laughs> trending. What a, a puff of smoke from the Vatican here. It's over. Oh, well, who is the king then? You'll hear him back for a second term next week. Oh, Greg Cassar is coming back? If there's a seventh game of the Stanley Cup final, if, if there's a seventh game, which is a big if, could we bring Boyle back for one last go at it? Only if there's a game seven. Wow. I mean, I find that a little insulting. I've sat here for three weeks on the <laughs> sideline watching everybody else do it. I'm ready to finally get back in on the cup. I'm going to have game seven taken away from me? Uh, Sean, you're right. Uh, let's see if Greg Caserta is available. I I think you don't hear Pat Boyle until Canadian Bacon 2024. And this is how he gets remembered into the offseason. <laughs> like the Chargers collapse. That's it. That's it. What do we do? How do we pick up the pieces? He's not rooting for another Kachuk run. There's only so many rhymes he's got left in his holster. Scherzer in the uh, NL wild card. I, I hate to sit Boyle, who's clearly a star, <laughs> on the sideline unt- for a full calendar year. Can we at least get him in for Wimbledon? No, or no. <laughs> DA's dying for Wimbledon now, I'll bacon. Say this. I'll say this. Pat will say this, that he put himself out there on the line to do this and said it was going to be the perfect uh, Canadian bacon. Yeah, he did. We we actually adjusted the schedule yeah, so did. he could do it. You're right. So You're I right. think it's only fair to let the puffy one do You're right. uh, the remaining. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Pete's right. He's the voice of reason here. I just, I feel like I just watched Steve Bartman and now he's got to go into hiding for the rest of his life and that's not fair. You know, it's like Boyle's too good at this to have to go into hiding for a calendar year and to live with that shame. He's like Buckner. He's going to die with this. It's tough. It's tough. But, you know, they say Dems the brakes. Is that what they say? That is exactly what they say. It's not funny. Was that even a pun? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, But hashtag King no more. I'm sorry, Pat. It was a good run, man. I'm, I'm hurting over here. I'm hurting. I'll take that crown back. It was... In terms of dramatic, that was actually more dramatic than I think having the greatest Canadian bacon <laughs> ever because it was so unpredictably, it was a meltdown. We've never had a meltdown. I, and I will kind of like uh, the XFL gives you an inside look on how challenges work, DA, uh, up in the booth. 
I could tell you sitting next to the oink grater, we did get a mumble of, we're going to get a highlight anytime soon in here early on. So even before mistakes, things were getting hot back here with the guy on the oink button. Senor Pantleg tweets, never call your shot. Daniel tweets, Pat Boyle turned into James Harden in the clutch. Alex tweets, that was a spectacular Boyle fail, and he hammers Mraz versus Canadian Bacon constantly. Squishy liquid. Wow, when it started, I smiled and thought, see, he's just on another level. Then he played the wrong clip and fell apart. I'm floored. Timbo Slice, performance issues happen, bud. Spark Gang, the Florida pack Tom Doyle had was laced. Maybe his Twitch mob likes him, but the YouTube gang is done with his bacon. Whoa. Hashtag down with Doyle. Hashtag spoiled pork. Whoa. That gets trending by the end of the day. He's in trouble. Spoiled pork. Daniel tweets, Pat Boyle has been demoted from bacon king to bacon jester. Dan tweets, how the mighty have fallen. Salty bacon. Oh. And Beat Rice is just trying to pump up a broken boil right now. Keep your head up, Tom. Not every goat is flawless. Oh, man. It's an eight-run eight second inning in a win-or-go-home game. That was devastating. That, that's oh, a devastating end man. to the Canadian bacon season for Boyle. I don't even know if I'd buy house windows from Boyle today. <laughs> I'm going to have to swallow this one. I'm going to have to swallow it. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to I'm going to have like DA like you said, I'm going to have to hope for a game 7 here and that and that Mraz wants to give another shot. Yeah, or maybe Wimbledon bacon. <laughs> <laughs> DA started really close to Wimbledon bacon. <laughs> he's just he's too good to put on the shelf for a full year having to wear this, but look, as Mraz said, the old adage is Dems the brakes. Dems the brakes. <laughs> Boyle now has to pick up his soul and deliver headlines. <laughs> it's a Friday fiesta. Here's what our listeners in the Target demo are up to. Dan in Mechanicsburg, happy TD Friday. Caught the first hour, 96.5 in Harrisburg, the rest on Amazon. Joey was my favorite uncle from Phil House, and don't worry, Pat Boyle. Even Brady threw a four-interception game at one point in his career. Hashtag cut it out. Target demo Friday. <laughs> Luke Churro is listening in Boise on KTIK 95.3. Going to spend this weekend in my sanctuary at the Grill. Uncle Jesse all the way. Hashtag Milkman and Paperboy. Hashtag Target demo Friday. Oh, those pancakes. Miguel says, hey, get Gelb a toy trumpet and make him blow it every time someone comes in and announce them like royalty. Target Demo Friday. Whoa! Wow! Steven Severna Park. Good morning on the road to D.C. Listing via the CBS Sports app. Uncle Joey, if I must choose, Ubering from the hotel next Friday so a stressed out Gelb doesn't wreck my car. Can't wait. Hashtag TDF. Shout. Wow, Steven Saberta Park's coming. All right, I love it. Kyle says, DA, I'm still in burning hot Lake Havasu City, connected to the mothership via the Odyssey app. Not a full house fan, so I guess it's a tie. Happy birthday to my girlfriend, Sarah, on a Target Demo Friday. And they're all naked. Backwards Brian is watching on Twitch in North Carolina. I always liked Uncle Joey more, DA. Will you please watch and review Sharknado 1 through 7? Would love to hear your thoughts. Hashtag everywhere you look. 
Target Demo Friday. Get a load of this! Get a load of this! I seen Sharknado 1. I stopped there. A special Target Demo Friday coming from this house. Hey, Dad, can I get a beam up? Baby AJ listening to my first shows this week outside of the womb with Mom, a.k.a. the Bourbon Bell in the nursery, enjoying searching the screen for Rose of the Cat cameos. Hashtag, when can I do bacon? Target Demo Friday. Wow, well, typing already. At this rate, AJ, you might have it next week after Pat melts down. <laughs> Senor Pantleg, watching on YouTube, Cele- celebrating a birthday weekend at a secluded lake house with the Senora. No responsibilities, no kids, and about a thousand beers. Uncle Leo is the only TV uncle for me. Hashtag TDF. Shake that Lafferty. Shake that Lafferty. Candy girl. Fatty Cracker says, hey, guys, if J House isn't available for music, what about OK Hip Hop? I hear good things about him from his dad. Target Demo Friday. Akira, Akira. I never really knew that you could play like this. Hey. That's Badlands Booker's son. Maybe OK Hip Hop can DJ for us. Marianne is in Richmond, Virginia. One week until Bob's Bar. Yay. Listening via Twitch. I want to say Uncle Jesse's the best because that's who childhood me would have picked on a Target Demo Friday. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too. Daryl's in Central Missouri on Odyssey. I hated Full House growing up, but I love Dave Coulier. Hashtag Joey for the win. Target Demo Friday. Old Connor McDavid had a stick. E-I-E-I-O. Justin is on KTIK, the app in Boise. Team Jesse for the win. Hashtag Big Baby at the Landfill. Hashtag Morty D'Souza. Hashtag Little Wet, Little Drippy. Big Baby and the Landfill. This is my life. This is my sad, sad life. It's not funny. Sparks Gang is watching on YouTube here, the 330. Uncle Jesse hands down. At least he would bring something nice home to look at. Enjoy the weekend. Hashtag Gravy Boys. Hashtag that's what's in. Hashtag smoking weed, spreading seeds. Target Demo Friday. Big ass. And Ostrich Eyes is in gloomy Fayetteville, Arkansas, watching on Twitch with the Twitch Mob. My short film was selected for Best Horror Short at the Texas Short Film Festival. Happy Friday, A&D. Congratulations, Ostrich Eyes. Uncle Joey all the way. Target Demo Friday. Padres on the loose. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. Bryce gonna lose, and Manny's gonna cruise. That's what's in. All right. Let's get to your epic fail. If we have time, we'll get some more Target Demo Fridays in. Mraz is lined up a week from today for a nine-second belch in his face. Here it is, your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. And you need to belch two inches from his face. The biggest belch you've ever got. You've got a belch in his face after pounding coffee and donuts. Is that... Can you do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, poor Marais. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll break the record. I have a nine second record on you on my YouTube channel. So, oh, oh, okay. Nine second belch. How do you get to nine seconds? What's the beverage that you need? All you're getting is a uh, spam. Well, that time I, I used Diet Coke. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, I just had the two liter Diet Coke. Right. I tried to finish it, you know, but but, you know, I, I got I got halfway and then, you know, the carbonation, the buildup was just too much. And it was just like, you you know, I was just like, you, you know, a superhero, you know, saying, so, you know, how like how like, um, you know, the X-Men, you know, Cyclops has his like, you know, plat, you know, like like. You know, his, 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 like, eye rays or, or Iron Man has his repulsor rays. You know, I just open my mouth and just let the burps go. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. <laughs> it, 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 it's going to be real hot. <laughs> real loud. I was excited for it. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> it's going to be like the spray zone at the hot dog contest. He's going to bow out! You know, right in front. Oh, no. It's the best place to be until it's not, but it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay, son. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. All in for Bob's Bar, says DA, just to help Bob out, I was going to bring three dozen eggs, ham, cheese, and muffins for breakfast sandwiches. I'm listening on Sirius XM 158, Knoxville, Tennessee today. Hashtag Bob's Bar, hashtag Target Demo Friday. Whoa! Alan tweets, I'm watching on YouTube the clearing up of the wreck of Tom Boyle's train wreck. Alan of Manitoba, hashtag TDF. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Upside down table says, I'm listening to the show on the Bob's Odyssey app at Bob's Bar. I look forward to holding many beers and dongs as long as Mraz doesn't have a tantrum and flip me over again. Oh, Uncle Jesse has the hair of God. Enough said. Hashtag don't turn West Babylon into a landfill on June 16th. Gudikins. That's the table that Mraz flipped oh, tweeting at us. I gotcha. Okay. That's very avant-garde. Very meta. Wow. I can confirm that table will be there. Yes. Thomas is listening to the show on the SiriusXM app while getting through one more day at work before the missus and I head to the Outer Banks for a week of sun, fun, and booskies. Would love to cut it short and sneak up to Bob's Bar next Friday on our way back to Vermont. Okay. Target Demo Friday. All right, guys. That does it for us. What a fun week to be back. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And we are going to piece Humpty Dumpty, Pat Boyle, back together again because his confidence is shot and we need it up for the oil boil competition a week from today. Thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer, Pete the Body Bellotti of the Wheels of Steel and Audio Director, Pat Boyle on your headlines, and Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you Monday. I'm DA, the Mothership Disconnect. Make the picks. Make the damn picks. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.